Global Issues Podcast. And guess what? You get a bonus episode. And we're going to be talking about anti-racism books and media. Just because in our first episode, we talked about the Oppression Olympics, its history, and a lot of the components that go into it. So I just thought I'd bring you a bonus episode about some book anti-racism books and media. If you would like to further your education on the topic of oppression. And yeah, let's get into that. ton and ton of books and media out in the world that talk about anti-racism and oppression, both from a black person's perspective or people of color perspective and a white person's perspective, even though personally I don't think a white person should be right about oppression and racism, but that's purely my opinion. Everybody's entitled to theirs. So I've written a list of about eight to ten books and media that you could consume if you would like to learn more about racism and oppression. First upon the list, we have Stemmed from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kennedy, which is a great, great book. And there's two other versions, which is Stamped Anti-Racism and You, also by Ibram X. Kennedy. But this is a version for teens because he felt that the original version of the book was too heavy for teens to understand so he broke it down and wrote a book for teens he also wrote one for kids who are interested in that subject in collaboration with jason reynolds which is a book i've personally read and it is such such a great book i would definitely recommend to anybody regardless of like what your views are because it kind of just opens your eyes to the realities of racism and oppression in the past present and a little bit of the future even though We kind of don't know what the future holds, but he kind of makes predictions of like, this is what I think it's going to look like. But the book mainly just shows us that oppression of people of color isn't a new thing that's just come around and everybody's like, oh, what is this? It's been there from the beginning of time, from when people realized that we were different from one another and people realized what skin color was. And he kind of just breaks that down and uses some very ambiguous, I would say, language to describe it all. But but in the end, it kind of make it, it it all makes sense, and he he's able to tie it together, really nicely. I would say for a book of such. The word I'm looking for here, but like of such magnitude to kind of to tell that kind of story, he's able to tie it up very nicely at the end, and he brings you to a point, and you kind of understand. All the, all the things he said in the previous pages of the book. So I think it's a really nice book. Would definitely recommend to anybody. And yeah, Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kennedy. Next up, we have a book called So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo, which is a pretty not heavy but kind of controversial book. Um, because it does talk about how to approach race conversations with people regardless of the color of their skin and their political status. Um, and a lot of people that have read the book or know what it's about are kind of against it just because it talks about how to approach, again, how to approach racial conversations. And because of people's fragility and the way society is kind of poised, a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but I do think it's an eye-opener. 
I have not read it, but from a lot of the things I've heard and seen about it, it seems really interesting because it does talk about intersectionality and affirmative action and all the things that people in the modern world are kind of scared to approach, like the critical race theory and so on. At number three, we have White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo, who's an anti-racism educator who talks about how white defensive responses to conversations about race and racism reinforce the inequality and prevent dialogue that helps us move forward and help people of color prosper in society. She offers ways that people can break against that fragility to engage in more constructive conversations and just be more open-minded to the people who are willing to teach them about these things because sometimes it's an issue of not people necessarily not wanting to learn but people of color who are unavailable to teach them about these subjects so she bridges that gap and is able to connect people who want to learn and people who are willing to teach and she brings them together in this book in hopes to help um I guess move to move forward in society and conversations about racism at number four i'm kind of killing two birds with one stone here i'm going to be talking about the hate you give by angie thomas and its movie counterpart that was directed by george tillman jr now trigger warning this book and movie do contain scenes of violence and if you are sensitive to conversations around killing or if you're just squeamish with blood be advised, the movie does contain a little bit, little bit of these things. Now, The Hate You Give, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about The Hate You Give at this point, but it still is a relevant book. When it comes to conversations about racism and oppression, because the premise of the story is a black girl, or she's mixed, who witnesses her friend get killed by a police officer, and the internal struggle she faces to speak up about that as the only witness to this crime. And the movie does a great, great, great portrayal of Angie Thomas's work, and it was such a job well done. So I think it is one of those books that is like the stepping stone to your anti-racism education. If you didn't know where to start, it would be a great, great, great starting point because if you didn't want to get too deep into all the heavy books that are 700 pages. It is 300 pages, but it's a it's a great eye-opener because it, it, it goes deep to a certain point, but doesn't go too deep to a point where it confuses you on the topic. So, yeah, I think it was beautifully written. It, it touches on every part of this conversation, how the oppression that a black person faces is different from the oppression that a mixed black person faces and how white people who are, who are in positions of power view black people and mixed black people and how where you live is factored into one of the things when people are going to profile you or when they think about you and how when you remove from all of those things when you're not in the neighborhood where you live people will definitely treat you differently just based on solely how you look.
so yeah it's a great great book i think i've said a little bit too much but yeah the hate you give right after the hate you give we have when they see us directed and written by Eva duvernay which whew, is a heavy one again trigger warning this limited series does contain descriptions of violence and rape and a little bit of blood, if I'm not mistaken, so do take that under advisement. But this limited series is actually based off of a true story of the Central Park Five, now known as the Exonerated Five, who were accused of raping a white woman in Central Park in the year I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to have to look that up, but it was a group of five black boys in their teens, and they were arrested and taken into custody for raping this woman in Central Park. And they were wrongfully accused, sentenced to jail, and they spent a couple years in jail before the person that actually committed the crime um, confessed in jail and they their case was retried and they were they were finally exonerated and given a settlement from the city of New York but it is a riveting riveting story that was brilliantly written by Avery DuVernay to tell the story of these five young men whose lives were taken away from them and sent to prison and had to grow up in prison and how that that impacted them and basically what it did to them because it basically derailed their entire life. It has such a beautiful cast. Gosh, I could go on and on about it for a long, long time. But yeah, with its award-winning cast of Jarrell Jerome, Asante Black, Michael K. Williams, Nisi Nash, Storm Reed, I could go on and on and on. When they see us, kind of, it just draws you in with all the emotions, makes you laugh, cry, and just experience all the things that these people felt without actually ever meeting them. It draws you in so beautifully and in, enca- encapsulate the story that spanned almost a quarter of a decade from when they were arrested in question to when they were finally exonerated and the settlement with the city of New York in 2014. Also on this list is Selma. Again, directed by the wonderful Miss Ava DuVernay, which is probably one of the greatest films of its time. It is a depiction of the three-month-long journeys that went into the summer marches in summer Alabama to Montgomery, Alabama, led by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1965. It chronicles how deeply rooted the problems of racism were in America and the discrimination that was still rampant that made it incredibly hard for black people to vote and that march was basically pushing the government's hand to allow black people to vote in an election as it was one of the constitutional rights for black people. It is a great cinematic depiction for people who were not alive in that time to be able to see those events and relate to it as much as possible in present day times. Coming to the bottom of the list here, we have Loving, 
directed by Jeff Nichols, which is a film that tells the story of Richard and Mildred Loving. Yes, that is their last name. And their 1967 Supreme Cake course, Loving v. Virginia, which challenged the state laws that prohibited interracial marriages. And yes, they were a white couple, a white and black couple. The husband was white and the wife was black. And this law basically prohibited them from acting on their love. And they fought it to the very extent. Spoiler alert, they win. And interracial marriages are now legal. Which is why a lot of people in interracial marriages today celebrate Loving Day. Because this was a groundbreaking case that allowed for a lot of people and their love to be seen. And just broke down one of the many barriers that white people have put in place in the oppression of black people. So it is a, it is very groundbreaking, especially for people of color who have for a long time been unable to express their love towards other people because it was illegal at that time to show love to people that were not of the skin, same skin tone as you. And finally on this list, we have Fruitvale Station, written and directed by Ryan Coogler, which is based off of the unfortunate killing of Oscar Grant III in 2009 by a Bay Area Rapid Transit police officer in Oakland, California. The story stars Michael B. Jordan and encapsulates that entire day, the events leading up to this unfortunate shooting and what happened after that and how it impacted impacted the Black Lives Matter movement and how it ignited activism across America and the world um, with this movement and how this particular event changed the trajectory of things and how it opened a lot of people's eyes to racial injustice in America specifically. It is a great story. I still cannot bring myself to watch this movie just because of how heartbreaking the entire story is but the writing of it is such raw it's so, it's so raw and emotional that it brings you right there and then and you're able to experience it and understand the thought process behind this person who he was before he became a national figure for the wrong reason because he was killed and just who he was as a person and how he's, he lived his life before these events. And we have come to the end of our bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been able to find a book or a movie or a show that interested you enough to want to go back and watch it and just see and hopefully... Um, understand a little more about racism and anti-racism um, I hope that this was a learning experience for you as much as it was for me and thank you for listening to the Global Issues Podcast